This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. All right, welcome back to Drive the Lane, the final episode before Ohio State and Georgia play in the college football playoff, the Peach Bowl. It's going to be a lot of peaches in Georgia. I drove through Georgia, saw the peaches, can confirm there are peaches in Georgia. We, we preview and break down the game with Devere Posey. You know we got a little crazy with him, talk some other stuff as well, but we preview the game. But before we get to that, we had some big breaking news on Twitter. We have partnered with Bet. Fred Sportsbook. Betfred provides the most personalized betting experience on the market from in-person events with betting competitions, weekly promotional promotional offers that fit your betting size and patterns and the personal touch that you won't get anywhere else. Basically, Betfred just gives you more. And with sports betting going live in Ohio, maybe tomorrow or tonight, by the time you're listening to this, you need to sign up and pre-register with our link in the description of the episode. Pre-registering gets you to be one of the first to bet with Betfred in Ohio. You get a $20 free bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, another welcome offer on January 1st, and a chance to win Bengals tickets, merch, free bets, and more. You got to sign up, pre-register, make a deposit, make some bets, click the link in the description. And Joey, let's talk a little football. Yeah, let's talk football. Isn't it funny, Andrew, first of all, that uh, this show has kind of gone full circle where we used to joke about how, um, you know, we don't we don't bet. We don't bet because um, of our location being we were in Illinois and it wasn't legal. And then also because, like, we just, you know, our, we were young adults and shouldn't have been spending our money on that. So our parents weren't a fan of that. And now we are paid to talk about it. So yeah. um, it, it's a, it's a fun full circle, but yeah, I mean, last episode of 2023 means, or of 2022 means one thing. Um, Ohio state, congratulations to the Ohio state Buckeyes on going two for two against Bulldogs this week. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, the fact that we figured that out after the last episode really sucks <laughs> that yeah. basketball played the Alabama A&M Bulldogs and the <laughs> football plays the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, if they go two and oh, they will cover the six and a half point spread. That's what it is on Betfred right now. TCU, Michigan, Michigan's favored by seven and a half. Let's hear, let's hear the Betfred drive the lane picks for the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, we talked about it off, off air. Um, Andrew's going to be posting it most likely as you're listening to this. Um, maybe, maybe the, maybe the, day of or the next day depending on when you're listening to this um i think the the boys right here uh joey and andrew we like ohio state money line because of course why not why would you take plus six and a half if you're rooting for them to win that's like i hate that the idea of like well they were close so at least i won money it's like no 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 we're taking the boys ohio state money line CJ Stroud, Ryan Day have a lot to prove, as you'll hear from Devere Posey. And then, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, Michigan's covering that spread. They're going to beat the dog piss out of TCU. I love TCU. I love Max Duggan. We both have friends that went to and uh, are fans of TCU. Um, but Michigan, there, there is a there is a destiny happening here where Ohio State will play Michigan in the most important game in the history of collegiate athletics for the national championship uh, in about a week's time. So 
that's what the boys are rolling with. Michigan minus like seven, six and a half, seven and a half, depending on where you're looking. Betfred seven and a half on Betfred. Seven and a half. Um, and then um, Ohio State money line. It's what plus. I don't want to get it wrong because I've seen oh, a couple plus of six things. and a half, but also it's, no, it's the, the num the money line, the money line is plus two twenty five, which is nice. Plus two twenty five. It's going to say plus 200. I didn't want to be wrong. Good. A little bit more juice for everybody at home. So just, just if you wanted to parlay it and take Ohio state money line and Michigan minus one ten, that would be plus five twenty. Michigan minus one ten with the points would be plus one twenty right. for five twenty, which is a pretty, pretty solid, Solid parlay, but I love it. I'll say this, Joey. I don't know if you have been doing the same. Ohio State's playing a team that hasn't lost in two years and won the national championship. They're not favored. I keep getting asked score prediction, score prediction, score prediction. I have my, if I was just a, like a biased sports better or a biased sports analyst prediction, and I also have my Ohio State prediction. My Ohio State prediction is 35 31 Buckeyes. My analyst prediction 35 31 georgia so split the difference we're going to overtime 33 all yeah i um i love that i think that i fall in a similar bucket to you i think like it or not this game much it lends itself way more to high scoring and my favorite thing about the interview with devere posey is we had a blast and talked about everything under the sun most importantly previewing the game but like he came with data too like which was very fun and based on that stuff i just have to assume that it's going to be a high scoring game so i'm going to take buckeyes they got to score 45 points to win i think so i'm going to take them 45 um to to we're gonna go 30 45 to 38 i don't even know how you get to 38 necessarily but i like a touchdown in favor of the buckeyes i think that there's when Urban Meyer says that the two most talented teams are Ohio State and Georgia, I tend to believe that that guy knows what talent is in college. Um, so that just it lends itself to points. Ohio State's strength is their offense. Georgia doesn't have – I mean, Georgia's defense is unbelievable, but, like, their offense is also a juggernaut at times as well. Um, so – I would be shocked. That I lean points. I would be shocked if – like, I think, I think a game in the 30s is still high scoring technically. Yeah. Like – especially not as much in college football, but you know, there's a lot of big 10 games that neither team hits 30. So I think scoring in the thirties is pretty high scoring. I would be shocked if Ohio state gets to 45 points, but I would be even more shocked if Ohio state gets to 45 points and they lose. That exactly. Be- that's, that, that's why I'm rolling with 45. I feel like there's just no way they can lose if they score 45 points. Yeah. I mean, that's so much scoring and so many big plays too, which is the big, like, you don't get to 45 with just long drives, ground and pound with Mayan Williams, you know, running the clock. You get to 45 with Ebuka, Stover. Um, who's the really good receiver? Marvin? Those are the, the, that, that's the second guy that comes to mind is Stover for the big plays. I respect it. No, I feel like Stover is a big play guy. Like he has like the 30-yard touchdowns over the middle, and he'll have like two catches, 45 yards, two touchdowns. You know what I mean? That, that is definitely true. Remember against that Wisconsin, he had like four catches, four touchdowns, four yards or whatever. Yeah. Um, but actually the reason Stover's fresh in my mind is I saw a tweet that he was like, I'm never going to admit how hurt I was the second half of the season. So healthy Stover game. It's funny. He says that I, I take that as he was probably hurt during the second half of the season, which he just admitted. 
but that's okay. That's either here nor there. But I, maybe he's like, I had a lacerated shoulder. Spleen. You lacerate your shoulder, but he did it. Maybe he had a lacerated spleen. You never know. All right, let's get to the interview with Devere Posey. You gave your final score prediction. Let, let's, we got it on record. I said 35-31. You said 45-38. A couple safeties in there, I'm sure. Neither, neither of those will be correct, but they both have Ohio State winning. Yeah, neither of, of them will be correct besides mine. It's going to be 35-31. Bet the exact score on, on – well, bet Fred won't be live yet, but, you know, maybe I live bet I want them to win <laughs> so that we can promote betting on the national championship. I know that would be nice. Yeah. With we'd, a nice probably say, we'd probably say to take the other team. He probably. We probably have Ooh, Ohio State. Also, as long as Michigan wins, we'll either be able to be like, hey, bet on Ohio State, like – Bet with us on Ohio State or bet, bet against again. Michigan. Yeah, so we got something to root for no matter what. Oh, if it's Georgia TCU, no one's going to watch. Ugh, yeah. All right. Let's get to our interview with Devere Posey. All right. Join us now on Drive the Lane. Devere Posey making his second appearance of the season. Welcome back That's to it. the show. Oh, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. We were just talking about it. It's a lot of sports on right now, so I've been enjoying this stuff, guys. How about you? Yeah, it's been – it's the – we joke about it all the time. There's so many, quote-unquote, best times of the year for sports, but this is this is up there where, especially yeah. when you're in Ohio, like uh, me and DP are, and there's literally nowhere to go because you physically can't because you're snowed in. You're forced to watch everything from – um, basketball being played in Hawaii by college teams to Sunday night football and everything in between. And uh, it's been glorious. There's been some, I mean, NBA hoops yesterday was awesome. People, people don't talk enough about Christmas day basketball. It's just the best. Well, th- th- and that's the thing with Christmas day basketball. Like you listen to the announcers, the player interviews on Christmas day, like NBA players take it like it's, it's sacred. Like, yo, I got to play on Christmas Day. Oh, James Harden, this year, 11th time playing on Christmas Day. Man, I'm blessed. And it's like, I remember when I played football, I was pissed I had to play on Christmas. Like, man, what? Her name is on Christmas? But it's a blessing in basketball, man. I don't know, Joe. You guys are from that world. You guys tell me. Yeah, I mean, like, you grow up, and first of all, everyone talks about Christmas day being like the first day where the casual basketball fan kind of starts to watch NBA hoops, right? Yeah. Because college football is winding down the NFL, your team might be out of the playoff picture. Your team might stink, whatever. Um, so between that and also the fact that you grow up, like I remember Derek Rose making a game winner on Christmas when he came back from tearing his ACL, like a lot of, a lot of my best basketball memories, professional basketball memories are like Christmas day, you know, Cavs Warriors, that game's one of the best games I've ever seen, you know, stuff like that. Um, so the combination of that, plus the fact that the regular people and not the big, huge NBA or basketball fans are tuning in for the first time. It's like, yeah, the the players want to put on a show. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's that's when basketball season really starts. I feel like, you know, it's the same can be said, like college basketball, they haven't played conference games. The, the big 10 hasn't really started yet. Right. So this time of year, you know, the turn of the calendar is like, all right, football season, you can have your moment. You've got a couple weeks left, but it's it's hoop season now. So it is weird because I would have no problem. Maybe it's because I don't celebrate Christmas as much as the next guy. 
but I would have no problems playing on Christmas. I would love to play on Christmas. But when we used to play basketball on or around Thanksgiving, that was always weird for me. But for football, you guys are obsessed with eating the turkey legs and and be and and the NFL being on Thanksgiving and stuff. So it is interesting like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I always feel like this is when I start paying attention to the NBA. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a potential playoff matchup. You know, Milwaukee versus the Celtics. My son is a huge Jason Tatum fan, so he commented on, he commentated every single play when he watches the game. And I think Tatum went absolutely crazy yesterday. And so it was fun. Another another thing that happens right around this time of year is everyone kind of remembers, hey, the college football playoff is in a week. Oh, yeah, Ohio State's in it. Yeah. DP, we're a week away. Are you are you nervous or not yet? No, I'm not nervous. You know, I, I I here's the thing. Like when you get your, you know, a you know, double SS word handed to you at home versus your rival with a game where you led in penalties, it's just like one of those days where you get in the locker room and you're like, you're like looking at your hands like what happened? Like, like you just, you just don't know what happened. And so I know for Ohio State for about a week there, they had an opportunity to just look in the mirror and say, hey, like, what happened in that game? Who are we? Where do we want to go? If we get another opportunity, what are we going to do? So a lot of stuff that I've been hearing from the Woody guys is just the boys are focused. They had a great bowl practice here at home. They actually had their first practice in Atlanta today um, in the um, Mercedes-Benz Dome, and they're flying around. And, and the reason why I brought up that moment where you're looking at your hands, because when you get an opportunity to kind of right that wrong, it's one of those days where it's like, like, why would I be afraid? Because I have nothing to lose. You know, we're the number four seed. We barely got in. We got to go out there and play loose and just let this team have it. So um, no fear going down to Atlanta, guys. So so you mentioned it, and we're recording this on Monday, the week of the national or the, the college football playoff. Um, we are trying to be our best podcasting self and decide when it makes the most sense to release the episode right to make sure the most people can listen and care um so while you're listening to this you might be listening on wednesday you might be listening on friday you you, you might be listening to this saturday morning before the game but throughout the week you're in arizona it's a weird week it's different because you're traveling to practice what does this week look like for the team versus a normal pre-game prep week in columbus look like what's the differences Yeah, uh, bowl week is always interesting. Um, it's uh, they call the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all because every single bowl game sort of follows that format. And what what makes the Rose Bowl unique is you get out there a week before and you have events, Laurie's Beef Bowl. Sometimes you might go to a comedy show, and there's like things that you have to do each week. And so. The Peach Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, they've all followed that format that the granddaddy of them all has laid out a long time ago, it being the first bowl game ever in college football. So this week kind of consists of uh, a normal game week of practice. Um, you get down there, you sort of lay the days out leading up to Saturdays if you were playing in the season. 
Um, and then at, at night or even before practice, sometimes it just depends on who's scheduled. You have events for, you know, the bowl week. And then I'll, 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 obviously you're going to have, you know, family in town and uh, getting them situated. And I, and I played for a coach who always would say, handle your business early in the week, right? Get your family together, get your tickets situated before you get here, get their hotel so that when it's time to get like 48, you know, 72 hours out to the game, you can take care of your body. You're not trying to go out to dinner and have family time. Get all that stuff done early in the week so that you can lock in for the mission on Saturday. So the guys are just, you know, approaching it like a, a normal game week. And um, and that's the reason that you kind of get down there early to go through all the festivities and then the normal game week prep. Makes a ton of sense. So, you know, we all watch Ohio State. You mentioned that they got their ASS handed to them. They're you can swear not... on this show, Andrew, if you want to. I know. I just am following DP's protocol. But, um, <laughs> you know, they're not playing the same team, but there's a lot of similarities in the fact that this team is is very good. The quarterback with enough, enough weapons around them can be very good. Um, yeah. I mean, Heisman finalist. Basically, what I'm trying to ask you is – what are the keys to victory for Ohio State's offense? I'm sure you have, you know, your thoughts on the defense too, because the defense has struggled. But, you know, how does the offense take that next step against Georgia? Because they're going to have to. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, guys. Like uh, when you're watching this stuff and you're studying, you're looking for edges, right? Edges to talk about. And the edges that I kind of found and stumbled upon is you get a whole season to kind of devour the stats, right? You kind of see what these guys do well on both sides of the ball. Um, for us offensively, we're a better team when we're leading the rushing battle. Obviously, when we have zero turnovers and when we can score over 35 to 40 points, we're essentially undefeated uh, when we get to that in that range. So for us to be able to score that amount, right, what what is Ohio State's offense done all year? Typically, they've ran the ball well, being able to establish the run and creating, uh, you know, great yardage in early downs, not putting CJ in situations where, you know, he's, you know, it's a run, it's two-yard gain, and then obviously it's a passing situation, and then the defense just backs up, right? So – being able to do play action pass on first and second all comes with establishing a run. It's up front. I mean, the key for Ohio State is this front line, how the offensive line handles the quarterback pressure, how they can handle and uh, get a push in the rushing match. Um, I've said for a while this team's identity has been a lot of people will laugh at me, but it's been formed around Mayan Williams, man. I mean, this guy, uh, when we can get him rolling and uh, playing smash mouth football and hitting defenders in the mouth, we're a different team. So if we can establish the run and obviously getting uh, the man himself, MH2, Marvin Harrison Jr., the ball, uh, you know, in, in great situations, um, we have one of the best pass attacks in the country, I think ranked, you know, number two in the nation. So Georgia has struggled against the pass. Um, if you look at the, the SEC championship game with LSU almost nearing uh, 400 yards and throwing on them. And uh, even though they got beat pretty bad, I mean, this defense gave up a lot of passing yards. So it, it's important for us to be able to uh, capitalize and have somewhat of a light show and take shots early and be able to take shots and make them um, and have stuff drawn up. And I just think defensively on that side of the ball, if you look at Georgia's leading receivers, guys, uh, 
their leading receivers are uh, it's one wide receiver. Their tight end is up there in the top three and their running back is in the top three. So what does that tell me? I mean, that this isn't a three or four wide team that lines up and uh, has wide receivers matched up on linebackers in the slot. No, like, I mean, when we had, when we struggled, um, versus Penn State and versus Michigan, um, those guys weren't four, three, four, uh, three and four or five wide receiver sets. Um, this Georgia team runs a lot of things out of big personnel. So they are using their tight ends, using their running backs a lot. Ohio State's defense versus big personnel this year, number two in defending the pass in the country. So we have the edge right there when we um, – if they line up in big passing yards. So, and I just think if, if, uh, if Georgia wants to come out and fortify, we'll, we'll kind of catch them, you know, out of character a bit. And uh, we, we, we need some chances for some three and out. So man, it's, it's a detailed answer, but to find that edge, man, it, it goes in how we run and how we pass obviously um, against a great defense. And then obviously how we can um, stop this team and, and kind of get three and out to get them off the field defensively. So kind of to go off that, very rarely do Ohio State fans and team and players find themselves as the underdog in any game. Obviously, they're the four seed playing the, the quote-unquote best team in the country. They're the underdog. And what we talk about on this show all the time is Ohio State basketball often finds themselves as the underdog in these big games, right, where it's two ranked teams, but you're the underdog. You're playing against a Duke, a North Carolina, you know, these extremely storied huge programs and we talk about the art of the upset and what it takes to to upset these uh teams in these games and one thing that always stands out no matter what the sport is is guys need to step up that you might not expect to step up so my question to you is who can or will that be against georgia uh, i think for me um you know it's it's just kind of crazy that we're the underdog i mean we were ranked number two all, you know, for the better of eight weeks, right? I mean, there was weeks where I thought that we played well and Georgia played bad. And I was like, oh, you know, we might get that number one ranking. But, you know, we lost when it counts. We lost, you know, you know, it's fresh in our memory. And as fans, sometimes we get amnesia. But I think for us to step up and win, my take, if you had, if I had to give you a player profile, it would be a great game from, you know, Mayan Williams and Dallin Hayden, both running backs. Um, I would love to see some big plays from Kate Stover. Um, I think Lathan Ransom has a huge game. Um, and obviously just Tommy Eichenberg leads in tackles. And then we and we really need a huge, absolute monstrous game from our defensive line, right? Um, and um, I would love to see JT Tumaloa, Zach Harrison, even a healthy Mike Hall you know, get back out there and just give Stetson Bennett all, all that he can handle. So um, I think if our offensive line isn't mentioned much, you know, if it, we got a good opportunity to keep right and keep them clean. So a very quiet game from the offensive line for sure. Definitely want to ask you some, some fun questions because it's been all gloomy <laughs> to be an Ohio State fan the past you know, month or so. So some, some fun questions for you. When you saw that there was potential for a rematch with Michigan, yeah. 
Were you all about that? Were you like, please no? What what was your what was your mindset when you saw a potential matchup sitting there with Michigan in the obviously there's still a chance they play, but in the first round of the playoff? Oh man, I mean, I, I would love to run it back. I mean, I just remember being at that game and kind of walking out of the stadium like, what happened? Like, I didn't even know. I had to walk, I had to rewatch the game. Like, what did we do? It just it just seemed like we just hit a wall. But I mean, in saying that, this Michigan team, they're good. I mean, they're not a bad football team, and they don't even have arguably their best player healthy right now. But Donovan um, Edwards is 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 uh, graded it out very high all year. So I mean, for us, I kind of wanted us to build some momentum back and, and get a good win and and play them for the marbles. And I just think it would be. A crazy year, one of the like most unforgettable things if we played Michigan for a championship in California. Like, how crazy would that be? It'd be absolutely insane. So I, I'm I'm rooting for that. So it'll be all. It, you know, I, I think we I think it'll happen. Uh, obviously, the stage has been set for so long that this is such a silly question. But if you could, you know, the four teams, if you could seed it how you wanted to seed it, would you rather? seed it in a way that it's set up right where we have to win in order to get that rematch or would you have wanted to guarantee yourself a rematch with Michigan so that you could just beat their ass and just prove all the haters wrong and just get and guarantee that you could get that rematch or would you rather be the biggest game in the history of college football and it be the championship game no I, I kind of like the way it's seated and I think it's fair um, and obviously this Georgia team isn't happy that they have to play us. I mean, the way they've seen it is we've been ranked under them all, all year. They should have got number one love. They, oh, they got screwed. Two. They got screwed. They got screwed. Absolutely screwed. Make the two hot play each other. So it's, it's just, I think it came out great for us. I mean, um, I I'm not as fearful about this game as a lot of people are. I just think if there's a team in this playoff that's built to beat Georgia, it's us. I mean, and like, you know, we have the quarterback, we have the playmakers, um, we have the defense. If they can play a nice, safe game. And if you kind of look at Michigan, TCU, TCU doesn't have enough firepower to beat Georgia. Just flat out, they don't. I don't think Michigan has the quarterback or the, you know, without Blake Horn to beat Michigan. So, <laughs> If you line us up, I really like this matchup. So getting this win versus Georgia, rolling off of that, heading to L.A., I just really get feelings of 2014. So funny story about 2014, guys. This is a funny question. So I, my son was just born. I am superstitious. I'm something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue when it comes to games. I'm just that guy. Yeah. Like I'll wear a blue sock. So... My oldest son was born that year. We took him to the National Championship. We didn't have a babysitter. I mean, we didn't have anybody to watch him. So we took him, um, and he got to see the confetti fall. So guess what? We're taking my newest. I had a son in, in September. We're taking him to the game. I told my wife, yes. said, you said, no, I got to be holding the baby in the stands because – I need something new, something borrowed, and I'm and I'm wearing blue underwear to the game. So it's just me. 
And I just know because I'm doing this, we're going to win. So that's just how it goes. Did you do that on your wedding day? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I did. For sure. Appreciate it. I'm still married. <laughs> so it worked. <laughs> Appreciate you taking one for the team and making sure yeah. that uh, your, your youngest is in attendance. If you could bring anyone with you to the game, and we asked Tyvis Powell the same question, and we'll reveal his answer in a second. If you could, if you could pluck from your years at Ohio State any teammate and put them on this team to help win you know, this game in a national championship, who are you plucking and why? I'm plucking Zeke, like <laughs> flat out Ezekiel Elliott. Cause that dude, and like, not Zeke from the Cowboys, but like number 15 Zeke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he know what I'm talking about. Like I, I want that, that young man with those the knees was up that Zeke. So I was actually watching some highlights and man, like, and if I couldn't get Zeke, I would take a Trey Sermon from that year, like the playoff Trey Sermon, not regular season Trey Sermon, but <laughs> Big Ten Championship playoff Trey Sermon. Just because we've been like just national championship, huh? The Trey Sermon we didn't get in the national championship. I mean, I obviously that could have changed the game, but I also bet money on him to do well in that game, and that's why I remember it so vividly. Is I bet oh, yeah. on him to like rush for a hundred yards and all this stuff, and then it's like, sir, yeah. Man, I heard. Joe, you weren't in school at that time, were you? Oh, I was out of school. Okay, good. Because you can't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was totally legal on on on, <laughs> on a gambling site. Like, I'm like totally legal. And I trust me, I didn't mess with any of that stuff when I was in school. I was so – I was scared to go out to a, to a bar underage, let alone gamble on sports. So – I didn't even figure out what the over under was. Oh, yeah, I had no clue. Five, four or five years ago. So like I'm, I'm like you. teaching I'm like teaching some of my old teammates about that stuff now. They're like, hey, I think I want to get into it. Like what is what is <laughs> it's so fun. He's like, what is LeBron? Points, rebounds, assists, 45. What does that mean? You know, I was like, well, <laughs> you combine all of them. Yeah, that man, Shout out to LeBron, second best player ever. Whoa. Oh, you're from Illinois. My bad. I got I respect. Respect. <laughs> so, I got you. I got you. Yeah, got he's you. second to oh, Steph Curry. Really? No, no, no. <laughs> Is it Michael Jordan for you, though? Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Oh. Spoken like a true Chicagoan. I mean, Andrew's a Chicago, and he's and he would die for LeBron. So, didn't we go down the LeBron rabbit hole last last time yeah, we had? We Wait, DP, I got a question for you. Did you see that Devin Funches wants to play basketball, and basically yeah. he said like he's ready for the NBA. He's just got to get some tape. What do you think of that? This is the thing about Devin Funches. He can who? No, he is not going to play in the NBA. Are you kidding me? Did you watch the highlights he put out? Those are the highlights. No, he was fumbling the ball. Come I've on, I've seen live film. Like he's at basketball player workouts in Miami with like Mike Beasley. You know, these are guys that are that have played in the league, and he's dominated. Joey, I'm just saying, 
He can hoop. There are guys not in the NBA right now. There are a thousand guys better than him. Joey, he can hoop. So can I. I'm not in the NBA. Joey, you're not like, bro, like this dude is like, he has a. You think he's going to play in the NBA? You think he's going to play in the NBA? I don't. I'm not saying, I I never said that this kid can play in the NBA. I just said he can hoop. Just, just know, and you, and you're not dumb. I know you're not dumb, but if he gets a workout, that doesn't mean shit. Just so you know. I I think. They gave Jay Cole a workout. (laughs) Give him a a summer league invitation. That's all. Give him a summer league invitation. See how it goes up. I. Football players you know, play basketball is the funniest thing on the planet to me. That's all. I'm not no, saying that he's a like, bad I basketball mean, player. <laughs> he's like, how do I be nice? I mean, so, <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I kind of want to just dive into this football player, you know, like. No, no but it just started with CJ Stroud saying a group of football players would beat the basketball team, which I think we already talked about. We did. And, like, we did the, and we you did. know that's silly. You know that's silly. That's silly. But yeah. what about the backups on the hoop team? Not they, the top. Right, right, right. They might be better athletes and, like, they can dunk and they can shoot open threes, but it is playing, you know, playing basketball in an organized fashion and not just, like, playing pickup where guys are like sometimes not running back on defense and stuff. Like it's just different. You, you, if they would have chosen to dedicate their life to basketball, like those, like the ninth, 10, 11, 12, 13 guys on the bench did. I, there's no doubt in my mind that CJ Stroud, if he didn't play football and said, play basketball, that he could be a great basketball player, but he didn't. That that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he doesn't have the, the opportunity. If you, if you turn back the clock eight years, Okay. Uh, I and I don't know if that argument makes sense. I just, I just no, don't. It does. You've actually highlighted a point that I wanted to touch on. So you mean to tell me <laughs> this athlete, Devin Funches, now that his life is dedicated to basketball, because that's what he said. He said, I'm yeah. dedicated to basketball. He doesn't have the shot, Joey, based on your point. I don't think he has a shot because I watched him work out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did. I just, I mean, I watched him worked out and he didn't, he sure. Like if you told me like this was a professional player overseas, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. You have to be one of the top, basically 200 best basketball players in the world to play in the NBA. I don't think he is. There's just no way. There's just no, there's no way. If he is, then I will, I, I will eat my words in a heartbeat and I will say, I'm sorry, Devin Funches, but I mean, come on. Another question. Yeah. There's not one player in the NFL that could potentially be one of the top 200 players that just chose another path. Like, like there's not one guy that thinks like Sure, but no. And I think the same could be said for basketball, too, that there are basketball sure. guys that can play football, for sure. There's no doubt. I, yeah. it, it is I, – I will – I'm just – I. it doesn't happen. That's all. It's never happened, right? I mean, I got a point. I got a good point, DP, to back you up. I don't think the top 
Wait, I'm frozen. I want to make sure I'm unfrozen for my point. Am I unfrozen? You're unfrozen. You're going to say Zeke's high school basketball highlights? No, 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 no. Running over people? No, no. I don't think the top 200 basketball players in the world are in the NBA. I think there are That very well might be true also. It's definitely true. true. There, there are players who are taking more money to be better players in different countries or taking less money. Yeah, like like Miritich, Andrew. Yeah. Like Miritich is, is one of the best players. players. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the best players in, in, in EuroLeague, but he, he could play in the NBA, but he chose not to. So, so, I mean, theoretically, an NBA team could be like, hey, Devin Funches, we want you on our team. We suck. Come be a good story, blah, blah, blah. And doesn't have to be a top 200 player. I think it's a little lofty to set that as his goal is to be in the yeah, NBA. Exactly. I'm that's, not just, I'm not just, I'm not just like throwing out the possibility of him playing in the NBA or playing professional basketball because I also don't think oh, he could be a professional basketball player. There's I don't no think, M- I don't think NBA is end all be all. Like he could be really good and play basketball in a different country. It would be so cool if he was, I'm not, I, I don't want to like, I'm not rooting against him, but who sounds would I like be, it doesn't it deep beat. Who, sounds who like. would I be? No, but here's what I'm going to say. Who would I be as a basketball guy? If I didn't sit here and say that that shouldn't happen because there are guys who dedicate their life to basketball and are dying for an opportunity to play in the G league in the NBA, whatever, who, of course, I'm going to argue are better because they are basketball guys, not football guys. But that's just the, the nature of like the same thing with like if some random guy quit the NBA and was like Dennis Smith when he quit the NBA and was like, I was about to go play in the NFL. Even I was like, that seems pretty silly that you could just. I wish I had. Here's what it all boils down to is I wish that I had the opportunity to say. I don't want to play basketball anymore. I'm just going to switch to football and just like that, snap your fingers. One off season, I'm good enough to play at the highest level. But I know I'm not that. But there, but there are people that walk the earth like Charlie World Ward, Julius Peppers, Matt Trannon. If Jimmy you're Graham. a big big buff, Jimmy I Graham. Love, I, yeah, I love. Let's talk about the basketball guys that played in the NFL. That's yeah, it's small. gone. It's good. gone the other way. Good argument. The other way, yeah. <laughs> But this this guy, Charlie Ward, walked away. I mean, Heisman Trophy winner and said, I'm about to go. You know what I mean? So it's. I hear you. There's there's athletic bodies enough to do so. No doubt. No doubt. If you pick one guy in the NFL you think can translate right to the league now, who do you you think? NFL guy to go to the NBA? Who do you think? Yeah. Justin Fields. No, I, I would have to. I don't know. That's so hard. I would think it would yeah. be like a wide receiver, though. There's just because there's a guy from Texas Tech. I'm I'm blanking on his last name, like Santos Silva or something like that, that played Texas Tech basketball and then signed with the Browns or was drafted with the Browns. And he's Santos not, Silva's from Texas Tech. He's yeah, I think it is Santos Silva. Um, he but tried. I, the reverse, I would think it would have to be either a wide receiver or a cornerback. I can't – or maybe a tight maybe a tight end, like Njoku. Like, that dude's built for any anything. But I just – I watched Devin Funch's highlights, like his highlights. Those are the highlights. It's not the a raw, uncut. It's the highlights, and they didn't look good. He is also saying he's – and I want this conversation to end, <laughs> but he is also saying he wants to get to that point. I don't think he's saying tomorrow he could be in the I, NBA. I, again, I, again. I if I will eat crow if he does it. Yeah. 
I know he's not. He's foolish to think he could play an NBA game tomorrow. He's not saying that because that's insane. Okay. I would go with like a Tyreek Hill and a Nate Robinson role. Like that. I I was going to say like Justin Jefferson or like CeeDee Lamb or some these long athletic. Yeah. Really like if they can hoop. I just don't know if they can hoop. Like, you know, if these guys can play or not, you know. Tyreek can play. I've seen Tyreek dunk. I've seen him dunk. That dude's a freak of all freaks. DP, DP, I'm I'm reeling it. I'm reeling it back into football real quick. Focus. Let's get focused. Let's get focused. (laughs) We want to hear. We want to hear. All right. Game prediction. Not how Ohio State can win. Not what has to happen for the Buckeyes to win. You know, you've seen the film. You know what's on both sides. Who is winning the game and who's winning the Michigan TCU game and who's winning the national championship to veer Posey's predictions all the way around in the CFP. Man. Ohio state can score 35 points. We, we get it done. I mean, we can beat anybody in the country if we score 35 that means we're having long drives. Um, obviously, I'm going with Ohio State over Georgia. I just think we – I just have an odd confidence about this game. We match up well. Like Joey said, I'll eat crow if we don't. Um, <laughs> but the TCU and Michigan game is very interesting to me. Um, I really haven't seen Michigan just – battle all the way to the final buzzer. And if you look at TCU schedule, even in the big 12 championship, they were in a barn burner. You talk about a barn burner with Kansas state. Um, they fought back. They've been down. They've been the underdog a lot this year. They're I, Max, Max Duggan is a, is a baller. He just fights. Um, he's a machine. Um, but I think ultimately, um, I think that game is decided by a field goal. It just feels like it's going to be tight to me. I, I don't, I don't know why. I think Harbaugh has this thing with big games. You know, he just might overthink them or whatever. But even all the way back to when he was coaching San Francisco 49ers, the uh, Super Bowl where the blackout happened um, in New Orleans, Jacoby Jones, they were absolutely up, you know, killing. The Baltimore Ravens came back in 2012. Um, last year, he, you know, kind of peed down his leg as a coach. Um, so just not buying it for Harbaugh to win the big one yet for some reason. Um, I'm torn, guys. I don't. I, I like teams. I mean, Joey, you you can tell me this. Like, if you have like ten games in a hoop season where like you guys came from like behind and like won those games, or like came from behind and like lost on a buzzer beater in OT, like you're a tough team. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who you play. Battle tested. You're battle tested, and TCU is battle tested. And I just think if it's tight, they pull it off first, Michigan. But then again. Michigan is very good this year. So, all right, enough bantering. I'll go with Ohio State of Michigan and that's true. Yeah, I mean, to me, I I see a lot of TCU the same way you do in the sense that I have like three of my best friends went to TCU. So like all year, I've heard everything. I've the ups and downs of every single game, you know, everything. 
I think there's a lot of if they would have won the Big 12 championship game, I think I would have picked them to beat Michigan as like the team of destiny, you know. But now I think they've kind of lost that team of destiny label. And it's almost like Ohio State is the team of destiny now, just because they just kind of we just kind of lucked into a spot. But like maybe it's because they're purple. I see a lot of Minnesota Vikings in like the in the team. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Like they just keep winning these close games, and eventually the clock's going to strike midnight. And I just think that they might just they get just it. lost. No, but I'm talking about like, like Michigan might win 42-17. I think. Well, dude, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I just they're coming off a loss. It's tough in my eyes to be like, oh, they could get like, yeah, they they probably if they lost earlier in the season, they are maybe not even in. Like, I don't think anyone thinks TCU is better than Ohio state. Like games, all three of these teams would I'll probably. Be, I'll say that TCU. I'll, I'll say this. If I had to give an award for like uh league, like who had the best game plan for, you know, a coordinator and a league championship game. I will give it to Colin Klein from Kansas State. They had it drawn up. I mean, I'm talking this little guy, Deuce, 22, was getting motion out to the slot. He's running corner post. Like, this dude had it dialed up. I mean, he was locked in. He absolutely called the game of his career, his young offensive coordinator career. And um, a lot of people, if you don't remember Colin Klein, he was up for the Heisman at Kansas State. And uh, he's now a coach. And it like they TCU still almost like overcame that. You know what I mean, Joey? So like they are a that is they know how to compete. So but Michigan is extremely hot and they're a very good football team this year. This this is the last thing I'll say um about this, and then Andrew, you can wrap it up the uh the way I I know you want to wrap like to wrap it up. Um my thing is it's going to be a very weird dynamic as an Ohio state fan, because if Ohio state was playing first and Ohio state won, you're going to be rooting for Michigan to win because you want to play Michigan. And, and if you're, if you're truly a competitor, you want to play Michigan, you want to win and be Michigan. But since Ohio state's game is second, I have a hard time rooting for Michigan in that first game to win that game because you don't know what happens in the Ohio state game. If that makes sense, I will be rooting for TCU to win is what I'm saying. Michigan, my brain says Michigan, my heart says TCU. Who knows what's going to happen? All I know is that my brain and my heart is saying Ohio State because I really do think, DP, you convinced me that we are built. And I didn't know the stats behind it, the way you kind of told us defensively. Like, we're built to beat Georgia, which is cool, which is that's something that we can fall back on whenever Buckeye Nation, whenever you get a little nervous leading into this game. It's like we are built to beat their bread and butter. We're built to beat it. Take a, take some time, do some tail of the tape. Just look at Georgia's numbers. If you guys chance, go to the Kent State game versus Georgia. Watch the Kent State game. These dudes were in a dogfight with Kent State. Don't watch the Oregon game. Yeah. Just watch that game. The Tennessee hey, game. <laughs> they kind of – and here's the thing with Georgia and Ohio State. I think that they were also – both teams were so good that this season they both got bored a little bit. Uh, and I went to the Northwestern game in Chicago, Joey, your hometown. We were there too. We were both. Oh, absolute yeah. crappy weather. Like, just 
crappy weather. And and what happened was like, I, I watched, see, like I'm a former player like you guys, I watched warmups. Like, like you, you might get to an NBA game and go see Steph warm up because you just kind of want to see it as a spectacle. I watch warmups, man. Like I, I, I'm looking at body language. I'm looking at who's bouncing on their toes. I want to know who's, who's ready. I didn't, I saw like, you know, I want to see <laughs> handshakes, you know, like, I, man, I saw the pregame handshakes, guys. They were, it was, it was rainy, it was lazy. They got bored. And so what that happened was it was just, a. we went to Penn State the next week, but they woke up and they found and made plays because they're so good. And I just think that's what happened with Georgia this year. They got up for the Tennessee game. Oh, you said it's a big game. Oh, we'll get up. And this Georgia team can rise to the occasion like no other. This Ohio State team can rise to the occasion like no other. So the TV pundits were right, making this the, the second game. This is going to be a light show. I think both teams, you know, show up. I think it's a 30-plus, you know, a 60 on the over. I think, what, it's 62 on the points. I would take Love the over. Love it. I would like it's gonna be a light show. So I don't know, man. It's we're built to beat this team. If you want, you know, as a Ohio State fan, go back, look at the stats, look at our stats. They're not far off. We outscored them in the offensive category. We performed better than them defensively. Look how we did against the number one defensive country. Uh, that was Iowa. We put on a show against them. We'll be fine. We just got to come and play, man. Just got to come and play. I think that was a terrific way to wrap up the interview. Last thing we got for you, DP. You did this last time. Any questions for us? And do you mind that I'm... I feel like you already did this episode, too. Yeah, but... (laughs) <laughs> Do you mind that I'm calling you DP? I don't know if is that. Oh, 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 oh. No, no, that's what all my guys call. Them. All right, it's fine. We do kind of just give, uh, we do kind of just give nicknames whether people like it or not on this show. Glad that this one works. I know this yeah, is, I, it's not life changing that you've been called by the first initial, your first and last name. Obviously, that's been happening all your life, but we just do that. So <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, let me see. So, okay, I have a few questions. Is Bryce Sensenball first rounder this year in this draft? Yeah, that's uh, it's funny because we just, which uh, Andrew already said, we we interviewed Tyvis as well for this kind of like bowl game extravaganza episode, um, and he asked a very similar question. I think Bryce Sensenball will only leave this year if he's a first round pick, and I think he's going to leave this year. So, therefore, put those together. I, yes, I, I he's as gifted and skilled of a freshman that I've ever seen come through Ohio state, me personally, right? Like I didn't see D'Angelo, like I didn't see the guys before him. Right. But like he is so smooth and everything is so effortless and he can give you a bucket however you want, whether it's a tough finish, a literal dunk, mid range, post up off the bounce, catch and shoot off the dribble threes, you name it. He's got it. It's any rebounds the ball at a really high level, which people don't talk about. He's just not, a gifted defender. He like, he, he needs, he needs to learn the system better defensively. Some guys just got it right. Like Bruce Thornton is really, really good on defense already. Um, as a freshman, if regardless of how Bryce Sensball does on defense, he's not going to get worse. So he's going to be a first round pick in my eyes. And he's 
and he he might not win Big Ten Player of the Year because Fletcher Lawyer on Purdue and Braden Smith, the other guard on Purdue, are they're incredible and they're the number one team in the country. So like they deserve it. But like Bryce Sensible is the most gifted and best freshman in the Big Ten. And it's not very close, in my opinion. Eh, it's close. Jed Howard's pretty darn good at Michigan too. But but yeah, Bryce yeah. Sensible, man. He there's nobody that means more to their team than Bryce Sensible and Bruce Thornton as freshmen in the entire country. There's no way. All right, second question, and I'll leave you guys alone. Is this the greatest Ohio State's women's team in the 2010s that you've seen? Are they destined for greatness? I, Andrew, obviously, I'll take this first, and you fill in the cracks. Um, I, I was Kelsey Mitchell, Steph Mavunga. That team was unbelievable. I've never seen basketball played the way that they played. I remember we watched them. They were preseason top 10 in Louisville's preseason top 10. My freshman year, we went and watched their close scrimmage when Kelsey Mitchell was a sophomore. She averaged like 32 points that year. And they just beat the shit out of them. And Louisville was supposed to be unbelievable. And they just beat the shit out of them. I was like, this is the greatest, not men's or women's. This is the greatest team I've ever seen. And then they were awesome that year. They had some stumbles. Obviously, Kelsey was unbelievable. This year, the way that the style that the women's team plays, like this run and jump, like it, 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 if they aren't shooting the ball well, like they can be upset pretty easily, right? Like they almost lost to UCF or USF the other day. But they're not losing those games. Like they usually lose the games. They're not losing those games. So I don't see how they could be much better. And they're missing JC, who's their best player probably. So they're unbelievable. I need to go to a game. I haven't been to a game yet. I, they're They're unbelievable. Andrew, how how locked in are you to the women's basketball team? Mean this, no disrespect at all, but couldn't be less locked in. Big, big, big Browns fan, have Browns season tickets. They take up a majority of my uh, non-Ohio State men's basketball and football fandom with a little mix of, a lot mixed of Missouri basketball and football as well. So not too locked in, but I will say this. It's pretty crazy. The two the two questions that Tyvis asked or the two things that Tyvis brought up was literally about the women's basketball team and Bryce Sensball. It's almost like the two of you talked. Tell us the truth. Did Tyvis text you? No, no. I mean, we, we do. No, Tyvis, what questions? Did you, I know they're going to ask me what questions I have. What questions did you ask? <laughs> All right. So here's the thing with, with this Bryce kid. One of my buddies from home was his high school coach in Florida. And he told me a year ago, he was like, yo, no, like this kid is the real deal. And then like they won the state championship. Mm -hmm. He committed. He won Mr. Basketball. And he was like, yo, he has ties to Ohio. I think his parents are from Cincinnati. And so like I'm from Cincy. My boy is from Cincy. So I've I've been wanting to see this guy's, you know, growth and, and maturity. And then like ever since he went to the, Kingdom League this summer and dropped a thousand. Dropped fifty-two <laughs> on Trey Burke's team. I said, "Oh shit!" Like he's, he's a leaguer. He's yeah. a league. Like if people like, "Oh, well, how you can say that?" I was like, "Bro, that's Trey Burke and you know these other pros." And that's all I'm gonna say is this guy is going to the league. And I just want to be right there. And then also, you know, the girls, the girls are playing absolutely well. I just, I just wanted to get your guys' take on it. You got guys who are close to the program, so that's all. I think I think they were fantastic questions. Uh, we're going to get you out of here. Next time we're on, my prediction is Devin Funches has some really good tape to show next time we have you on the show. I hope he does. He's better, better basketball player than me. 
There's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not him. That's not what I'm saying. It's not what I'm saying. I should be in the NFL. What am I doing? <laughs> Let me just drop everything and become a slot receiver. Hey, let's go. Let's go. All right, oh, do your posey. I, I couldn't take, I couldn't take a, I couldn't take a two hand touch over the middle, let alone a, a, a hit. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, go Bucks, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Always for a pleasure. Sir. So this was a football episode. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Devere Posey. But you knew we weren't going to escape without a little basketball talk. The non-con, con, non-con season is officially over. The Buckeyes got Northwestern coming up here. When you're listening to this tonight, tomorrow, maybe it already happened. We say that about everything. So you got Northwestern at some point on New Year's Day. I don't think we're ready to talk about that yet. Too big of a football game. But, Joey, what did you like from the Bulldog game one? Yeah, uh, you know, everything was to be expected in that game in that first half, right? I mean, Ohio State started kind of strong, but was clearly knocking off the rust. Like, it it was, I mean, it was so irrelevant the whole time because you know they're just going to win by a 1,000 at some point. But when you come back from Christmas break, um, normally it's that game back is tough just because guys were away and maybe they weren't running as much as they should have or shooting as many shots as they should have or staying in, in good shape for those few days they were gone. And then the practice is more so about getting back into shape and less about, you know, basketball necessarily, blah, blah, blah. Couple that with the fact that the weather was terrible and all those flights were canceled and like guys like Roddy Gale showed up like the morning of the game or like late the night before. So it was just, you know, a lot was going against them and, Luckily, we're playing Alabama A&M, which they, they played really hard. And, and I kind of like the style of play that they have, but just so outmatched by us, obviously. Um, and then they showed in the second half how good they can be offensively, making shots and playing really good defense and all good things. I mean, it was great to see Eugene back out there. Um, Isaac Likely, as they kept saying on the – I know, Andrew, you were uh, doing some family stuff, but on the on the broadcast, they just kept saying, Isaac Likely is dressed and, uh, he you know, he's got the break glass in case of emergency – uh, for if things uh, happen in the game. And sure enough, when it was, you know, tied late in the first half, Holtman was like, Ice, you, you got to go out there, man. So I literally saw him, Holt walk up to him, like they were shooting free throws and they didn't even show Holtman, but you could see it in the background of him, like walking up to Ice, like leaning over and saying something. And then and then the guy starts shooting free throws and Ice is like tying his shoes. And, I, and that's when I tweeted like, uh, uh, Isaac likely is playing today <laughs> and sure enough, he, he went in. So it was good to see those guys back and healthy. And, and I know ice was going through a lot. So um, good to see us at full strength. I mean, that second half was the first time all year that the team was at full strength. So we scored yep. 52 points, um, third best offensive rated team in Kempom in the entire country. Uh, every projection I see for the big 10 right now has Ohio state as a top four, three, or even two in the big 10, which is unbelievable. Same projections have Michigan state as 12, which who knows? Um, but yeah, the Big Ten's wide open. We've said it a million times. Ohio State's rolling, heading into Northwestern. I'll be there. If anyone else is going to be there, say hello. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. We're not going to talk about it right now, but it will be talked about. The Missouri Tigers are hot. They're, as, they're hotter than a fox in a forest fire. So we will talk about the Missouri Tigers, but we got some Buckeye football. We got some Buckeye basketball. And we got a place to bet on it. Oh, you'll be able to bet on the Ohio State Northwestern. 
basketball game. I don't know if we're allowed to tell you who to bet on, but we are allowed to tell you to click the link in our bio to sign up and get a $20 or not in our bio in the description, get a $20 free bet to the Bengals Super Bowl. The Bengals are good. They have like a really good chance of that. Fred is going to lose like a billion dollars on the Bengals way of the Super Bowl because of us. Seriously, like it is. You know, it's funny just because Beth Fred is like the, the official provider, uh, sports book of, of the Cincinnati Bengals, but the Bengals just so happy to be like a really good team that's peaking at the right time. Like that's, you should have bet on them a long time ago. Now you get a free $20 on them. I mean, like that's, yeah. I mean, it's probably 20 to win 200. I mean, hmm. Hmm. let's see what it is. Yeah, it's probably 20 to win like 180. But we might, we might have some different odds with like the free bet rule so let me see and depending on when you place it nfl futures oh it's not letting me do it right now because i'm not logged in but either way take some bets go buckeyes um buckle up oh shout out denny intro and outro can't forget denny buckle up drive the lane beat the bulldogs and also beat the wildcats Cause I'm swiping all their biddies while they swiping right on Bumble And your girl, he calls me daddy, but she only 